Everybody, welcome back to the Die As Cast podcast, Table Talk. This is part two of our review of the campaign builder, City and Towns by Kobold Press. Salzback City Edition. Salzback City Edition. We have uh, two of our players with us, Diego and Emma, although they are not playing with us today they are doing we're some not serious- playing yo we are we're not serious. playing we didn't come here to play yeah they ah. are doing <laughs> some serious like campaign building <laughs> yes hello thank you very much I'm, i want to speak to you very seriously today about campaign building yeah. and thank you thank you for having us kevin yes thank you so much kevin all right so <laughs> this is part two of our uh, sort of a walkthrough, we are building a city. We chose the city, the free city of Salzbeck, as our city we're going to build because it is on the edge of the Western Wastes where our characters, two of which are played by Emma and Diego, yeah. are roaming. Okay, so wait, there is wait, a chance. Wait. Is it Salzbeck or Salzbeck? Yeah, how do you spell it? How do well, you spell it? It's how do you spell back. it, and then we'll figure out how we spell it. Yeah, then we'll m- butcher it. <laughs> it's S-A-L-Z-B-A-C-H. Now, for those of you in America, it's S-A-L-Z-B-A-C-H. <laughs> oh, that's what that oh, means. That's what they're talking about. I get it. Thanks wow. for translating, Kevin. <laughs> yes. All right. So we had walked through. Should we do a quick recap of what we've developed for the city so far? Yes. Talk about sex mushrooms. Yes. And also that it's young. That's right. It (laughs) is a young city. We established that it was established from a military outpost. Correct. It has a lot of tall trees that are excellent for building ships, possibly airships. We haven't settled that part. It has a number of trade items. Uh, there are grapes. We called them grapes, but maybe they're not exactly grapes uh, for making wine. There is a lot of salt, which was amazingly coincidental. And there are two kinds of mushrooms. There are the short, oh, tiny, right. wide, triangle, pale brown mushrooms that have an orange scent. Uh-huh. Which we named... Which we named, hold on, the Mad Bites Blade, or Mad Blades Bite. We hadn't settled on that yet. Mad, I think we Mad got Blades with Mad Blades Bite. Yeah, that makes more sense. Oh, it's it's about making sense, is it? Always. All of a sudden. Well, I don't know if we want to have we... such a change of strategy right in the middle of the campaign. <laughs> I don't think it's a change in strategy whatsoever. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and then we have the second mushroom, which is underground. It has a low-range sonar sound. It vibrates when it's ripe. It is pale blue. It makes you quite sick to eat it, but people don't eat it. They use it to add to their nights of love. <laughs> it's like what's that? <laughs> yeah, it's like those, you know, Deep-voiced singers from the 60s and 70s. <laughs> yeah. Mm, baby. That kind of thing. 
That's that's um, what the mushroom sounds like. I don't. Yeah, think the, the mushroom I, goes, mm, baby, and it has that <laughs> vibe that just goes right through you. No, charms. Him. I don't. Uh, I don't <laughs> hey, think whatever says, floats baby. their boat, huh? <laughs> I don't think it says. No, no. I, I was I was giving it a real life historical reference, so you right, caught right. the feel, not that it would actually say. <laughs> they baby. don't say. It probably hey, says baby. Bach. Yeah. Uh, and they are they called, say, "Hey, Sal, <laughs> welcome back." <laughs> right. that you, was know just for you know what? Me. <laughs> that you know what, Diego? You know what, Diego? Whatever me. works for the two of you, we don't need to get into. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but now I am imagining a whole no, sort of don't, role you play don't need scenario. To imagine don't imagine anything. that. No don't imagination. Imagine no, keep your imagination out of there. <laughs> okay. Anyway, those mushrooms are called. Path of the Green Drum. And the area, these yep. these are illicit mushrooms, we figured out. So they are available only illegally and only Correct. through the Green Light District. Green Light District, which is the opposite of what you think it means. Oh, uh, the land features we found out... Uh, first of all, there is are, there are magical cisterns under the city that are enchanted to remove the salt that is in the water, because otherwise Correct. the water is nearly undrinkable. Yes. There are two uh, large rings, double rings of fortified walls, which calls ba harkens back to its time as a military outpost. Mm -hmm. They are short. What they have to trade for mostly is basic foodstuffs like grain and livestock. Because the soil in the area is great for growing mushrooms, pretty good for growing the salt, uh, the, very good for growing <laughs> salt, trees, which is trees and, yeah, and trees, just not great for grain. Yeah. So maybe the salt grows on trees. Maybe they have like salt trees, or like yeah. maybe it's a kind of salt tree poplar. That because of the salt. yeah salt poplars, they grow so straight yeah. because the, mm. they have to have very large, wide channels for extracting the salt. You know, botany yeah. one hundred and one, phloem and xylem uh, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, I picture like when you when you shake a tree for like I don't know whatever you want to shake it for, <laughs> but it's like dandruff. <laughs> It's it just like falls. Dandruff. Yeah, the trees have some way of like extracting the salt from the water, and then they can shed oh. it back into the out of their that's stoma. actually so dope. Yeah, that's the really stoma. Yeah, I think that's a botany term. Hey, botanists, get in the let us know. Don't say get in the comments. That's taken. Get it? Yeah, that's taken. <laughs> we established <laughs> that last round, last episode. Maybe you should be playing the tree person. Emma, you know so much. Once upon a time, I took some botany. <laughs> it's about 20 years ago, and it's all coming back to me now. That's a Celine Dion reference, but... Not a... But anyway, what Which else is also about, about 20 years ago. <laughs> Just <laughs> coming back to you now. The, uh, the Maybe it was that Ilex had a close relationship with one of the tree people. Totally. It's part of her that's, exploration. That's for a different episode. That's not what we're talking about today. Who's Ilex? She's not <laughs> here. <laughs> Baby. Oh, God. Okay, Mushroom Kevin. Get it together. 
<laughs> Mushroom <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> now there is an NPC. Hold on, I gotta write that down. <laughs> Mushroom Kevin. You're welcome. He's the dealer. He's and he thinks he he's goes super sleek. And opens up his jacket and goes, Hey baby. <laughs> Bunch of yeah. mushrooms in his in his uh, pea coat. I sort of like the idea that um these mushrooms might be rare in a way that like that's why they're illegal, is that like they're trying to preserve them in some way. Like there's an ecological kind of Oh. You know what I mean? Not just that they're like anti sex. Anti sex. But they're like there's an there's maybe there's something else to explore there as to why they're Illicit. Right. What if there was some sort of like religious item, something used in a temple that right. is being that can be abused by using it strictly in the green light district? How could a sex mushroom be used in a temple? Well, if you think of things like tantric yoga, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it gets sort of like, according to some people, it would be bastardized to sort of take those practices and <laughs> yeah, 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 to their base. Right or or yeah, that's right. To the where it's not used for anything except just mindless pleasure, as opposed to reaching deeper into touch the god or goddess. Maybe the green yeah. drum represents some sort of uh, in the temple originally. It was the drum that was used to sort of trigger the the yogic tantric practices. Oh, and that's why they named it that. Mm-hmm. People probably don't know that though. Okay, no. yeah, cool, yeah. Okay. Lost to history. I haven't rolled dice so, in like an hour, so like I probably should roll some dice. <laughs> okay, let's we jump <laughs> to what what made people noble in the city. So what were the oh, right. upper class people? And that was the ones that were highly educated and we figured out it was like a military school. Yeah, officers. Yeah, like meaning in combat or like potentially, yeah. I would imagine that if it's a free city, assuming it, that means it's an independent city, they would be required to put X number of minimum hours into, right. uh, you know, like Finland or whatever, where they have to, you have to be in two yeah, years you have in to the military. Yeah, yeah. So it's more like a militia than a military because military is like tied to the state in some way, right? But this is like an independent militia kind of situation. Does that make sense? Am I getting in the weeds of nomenclature again? <laughs> what if it, What is it called? Stratocracy? Stratocracy, yep. Stratocracy. I think militia might be too loosey-goosey. Although, you know what? We could call it anything we want because yeah. it's, it's our- Because it's not it's real. Because it's, 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 <laughs> it's not real. That's right. It's our Salzbeck. It's we no one else. We had sex mushrooms. Let's, that's, we're drawing the line at militia. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's not that's too loosey goosey. Well, obviously, duh. Yeah, it's true, true. <laughs> so now we are going to flip, and instead of looking at nobility, we're going to look at ex- some examples of things that you might find in a sewer. Mm. So I think we should do four of these. Hold on, one second. I'll just four get- sewer things. Four sewer things, just like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They are four sewer things. All right, so I'll get you guys to roll a d20 twice. Oh my god. I got a four on my first roll. I got an eight. Okay, so let's talk about number four. A drenched 
or mewling kitten or puppy lies curled up in a pile of trash beneath the sewer grate. So, this is obviously very specific things. Yeah, that's for like a <laughs> an adventure, like an encounter. Yeah. Let's find out what all of them are and then see. Yeah, yeah. There is a corridor with dozens of pipes. Number eight is a corridor with dozens of pipes running through the walls that show signs of a recent partial collapse. Many of the pipes are crumpled. And hissing steam punctuates the situation. Okay. All right. Roll for me again, please. My other roll was a 14. A 14. A clutch of crabs pick at the body of a fallen adventurer floating in the mud. Okay. 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 Crabs. Love that. In the middle of nowhere near the ocean. Terrestrial crabs. Well, if the water is salty... The Maybe crabs it's an will isolated come. population of crabs that got cut off, you know what I mean, from the ocean, and now they're like, me, 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 me. I'm doing me, a very good me, me, me. crab impression for those who are only yeah. consuming this in an audio format. <laughs> Which is everybody. <laughs> Which is all of you. <laughs> but trust that it's great. It is, it is <laughs> astonishing how good of a crab that is. Thank you. I I find it interesting that you focused on the crabs and not the fact that there's a dead body in there. Oh, there's it's always D&D. dead bodies. It's You're going to find dead bodies everywhere. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Well, there actually there could be like crabs unique to this yeah. to this um these cisterns or these wells or these underground areas because uh, in Banff there's those the snails. Remember they had all those, like, those, those three German, yeah, they had those three German tourists basically wipe out 80% of the population of some specific snail because they walked through the cave and basin when they were drunk. Yes, don't do that. What? Yes. Great ecological yeah. tragedy in Alberta. They're okay. Oh my the God. snails are coming back now, but. Okay, good. Yeah. Not the Germans, though. No, the Germans were taken out by Parks <laughs> Canada. That's they not were true. Taken out. Actually, that's not exactly true. <laughs> Can you imagine? They were taken out. They were taken out of Parks Canada. That's all. Not by. <laughs> oh, yes, Parks oh Canada. sorry. <laughs> little removed. misphrasing there. <laughs> I mean, this is Canada after all. It's yeah. like, oh, that's you are. Oh, oh no, no, snails. no, <laughs> yeah. Our snails. Uh, all right, Diego. Second roll, please. I rolled a three on my second roll. Oh, this is interesting. I mean, you're right. These are absolutely adventure hooks rather than something that we need to think about. But mm. taken together, they could become uh, a, a, an excellent a layer. series of clues. Yeah, exactly. In this third or number three on the items, loose sheet music is scattered about. Notations crossed out in red ink before being torn apart and soiled. Initials this- in a corner of the pages reads M.H. And the paper... Bears the watermark of a bardic college in the city above. Holy shit, that's a lot. That is pretty cool. It's like maybe too much. Okay, so what I'm hearing here <laughs> is wide sewer grates, unsafe conditions above. People are dropping <laughs> shit all the time. Yeah. But but also, what better place to get good good acoustics if not in the sewers? <laughs> True. And there's a bard right? college apparently. Yeah, that connects to the sewers. How sick! I mean, maybe this is maybe there's the plumbing. Real Bach. <gasps> the real Bach. Maybe this is the real Bach. The real Bach. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. You the initials have... are M H. 
Yeah, so that's not right. Johann Sebastian. That's not right. No, that doesn't quite fit. What if they have indoor plumbing? The thought of indoor plumbing makes me flush with excitement. Oh, gosh. I, I mean, it, wah, it would be – ex- Oh, I didn't even pick up on your terrible joke. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. It would have been even funnier if both of us missed it and we're just like sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> That's true because I just sit there and let it happen. <laughs> All right, yeah, so they, they tip into some more adventure hooks that we, will, we won't get into the specifics of. But for people who are considering the book, there's lots of great uh, things. Like they have a sort of underworld meetups that you can be involved with or you can see happening. And again, this is literally underworld because we're talking about being in the sewer. I do kind of like the idea of a detail like, yeah, the sewer grates are really wide in the city. You've got to be careful. That's just sort of like a little... <laughs> thing that would be good right. flavor you know yeah. it's not even look at you know little folk here who fell in the in the grates and got eaten by crabs yeah and there's always kittens poor kittens like, <laughs> poor kittens like, i forgot always. about the kittens i got stuck <laughs> on the crabs all right so we figured out it was this tritocracy so we will have uh they have the various now uh, the other thing, like I, I think I've said, I, I definitely said this in the last time. I, I really like that they don't not only have the tables, but they have a, a description of all the different things. So you, they have listings for city officials, chamberlain, chancellor, chief justice. You know, if it's a priesthood, if it's if it was, you know, the lord of the treasury, noble families. Okay, so the noble families. So this in in our in our town in our city, the noble families are colonels or generals mm-hmm. or maybe you know, retired or maybe colonel first class they are they are basically the the uh, the nobility however and we're just going to do an example of this one they have family secrets <gasps> so let's talk about oh actually before we get into that Diego, why don't you share one of your family secrets? <laughs> well, here, let me tell you. <laughs> Redacted. Bleep it all out. <laughs> all right. So this is spheres of interest. So these are things that the nobility are involved in. And this is obviously, I mean, obviously they would be involved in, in the military, but this might determine what their specialty is or what they do in addition or what their family does. So let's just take a couple of examples for the spheres of interest. I'll get you guys to each roll me a D20. Not bad. Not bad. A 15. Oh, 15 a year as well. Hey, what not the Not bad heck? at all. So, 15 is Patrons of the Arts. <gasps> the bard oh. music. The bard <gasps> music. The sheet music. The sheet music of the bard. The sheet music of the bard of college. The college of the bards. Maybe there's bard a college of, of swords. You know what I'm like that bard? Mm. Um, <gasps> yes, because they're, yeah. they're soldiers. Even the bards are fighters. That's actually a rad subclass. and um, It's pretty cool. It's good flavor. I like that idea because it could it could literally be this particular bardic college is all about that sort of militia tattoo kind of that idea. <laughs> that sounds yeah. awesome. They're all rock stars, just like 
Do you mean tattoo yeah. like the drum pattern or tattoo like getting tatted oh. up like in prison? I'm always thinking about the military tattoo they have where they have, I think that's the drumming, you know, where yeah. they all launch themselves hey, around. And- some words have two meetings and uh, yeah. <laughs> this is like schoolhouse rock. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Great movie. No, Schoolhouse Rock is Schoolhouse like, Rock is different. <laughs> no, no, I was talking about School of Rock, uh, right? Which is a great movie. Schoolhouse Rock is just you know is a great series. Okay, of let's, educational let's everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, a bill. I'm- yes, I'm only a bill. I'm Canadian, and I know that that bill is sitting there on Capitol Hill. And oh my god, thanks to uh, Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> The, yeah. the difference in generations here is is very funny. <laughs> oh, really? You don't know about this? The, I have no the idea what you're talking about. Really? About Sitting on Capitol Hill? Not at all. Kevin, do you know? I do, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I'm the intersection <laughs> then. Well, <laughs> yeah, closer to Diego's no, age than I, Kevin's age. Yeah. Or maybe yeah, I'm yeah. not. I don't know. Oh, you'll never find out, listeners. Well, what it means, though, is that that Schoolhouse Rock thing dropped off in popularity. Or maybe I'm just foreign. Or maybe Diego wasn't allowed to watch Saturday morning cartoons. And Yeah. <laughs> well, technically, we're all foreign for that particular Schoolhouse Rock thing. Yeah, because oh, okay. it is. Is that not a Canadian thing? It's explaining American politics to- Oh, got it. Like We're getting Sesame sidetracked. Viewers. No, but honestly, I feel like you should the watch it, Diego. The whole podcast is a sidetrack. <laughs> I will. I'll check it out. I'll put it in my notes. They're cool. pretty All right. cartoons. <laughs> yeah, the one I remember most clearly is called Beans and Rice, I think. Oh, see, I, I don't know that one. <laughs> we're getting we're getting so sidetracked. No, here. the we people want to know about which one is the best schoolhouse rock. <laughs> okay, so do we want to have it that the nobility are all focused on the patrons of the arts, or do we want to have a, a variety of of things that the nobility think about? I love the idea that, like, the elite get to go to Bard College. You know, everybody has to do their military mm. service in defense of the system. Oh, yeah. But then, like, if you've got some skill, then the noble families might take an interest in you, and therefore you are oh. selected through the Bard College kind of thing, right? Like There are grants and, and yeah. scholarships. Yeah, scho- like sports, like being a good basketball player or something, but instead you're a, a Bard. <laughs> that could be cool. Your cello player. <laughs> yeah. Cello may not be the best bard instrument, but because of the No, but, probably not. But, yeah, it's hard to, but to bring on adventures is hard. <laughs> yeah. You have to sit down. <laughs> have to get set up, <laughs> get the music stand set up. Got to have, got to wait for your cue because, of course, you're not in the lead cello. You're you're one of the support cellos, so you're only playing. But if, <laughs> you're you know, only we're level College of Swords, then we're talking flourishes and sort of like um, – style points instead of like yeah and the cello itself is really more of a crossbow and it's really about that whole ooh fun yeah fun things or like a like a if you have like a oh i was thinking of not a stiletto sword but like a well i guess kind of like a stiletto knife that also doubles as a as a violin thingy lots of ways to flavor this yeah that's so great like a bow is what that's called. Yeah, both. Yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> See, some words have two meanings. Um, <laughs> My God, that's reincorporation right there. <laughs> a All bow right. that you can use as a bow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Let's let's continue. Let's continue. <laughs> oh, so now we're getting too sidetracked, Kevin. All right. Yeah, when I get bored of topic, then I would we, we should continue. <laughs> okay, let's go back to in this is now the family secrets. Yeah. Mm, right. What's oh, the yeah, yeah. Dirt. What's the lie? Start uh me off. Oh, uh, actually D20 again, please. Okay. I choose this one. I choose you. <gasps> 7. That one. That means oh, my secret's really dirty. Yeah. Oh, you cannot wait to hear about this. It's one of the worst things I've ever heard. Oh. It makes me shudder in real life. The oh. family has fallen on hard times and is on the verge of bankruptcy. <gasps> is that the is that the, Oh no, Kevin's a financial planner and so it really does hurt. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, no. I'm all right. Let's go on. <laughs> this is great for you, Kevin. You can offer them your help. Yeah, that's right. This is a business opportunity. <laughs> no, they can't afford me. <laughs> all right. Number seven. Pro bono, pro bono. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like you're speaking Latin to me. All right. The outcast of the family. This is number seven. The outcast of the family is blackmailing the head of the house. For past improprieties. Impropriety. All right. Mm-hmm. So the impropriety, you need to roll again to figure out what the past impropriety is. Let's do so it. So number seven, roll again. That was Diego, I think. A D20? Yes. Oh, that's a natural 20, baby. After breaking a promise to a fey lady 50 years ago, the family fell under a curse. That's awesome. That's, that's so that juicy. Is really juicy. Forget the thing yeah. about bankruptcy. That's boring financial planning stuff. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with the Who fey is promise. Fey lady? <laughs> sorry, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound sorry. Fey Wild. Fey Wild Adventure. Fey oh, we're on curse. the fey path right now. I love a curse. Like, what's your favorite curse? Um, it's probably hats. Holy Macanoli. <laughs> oh. All right, let's jump ahead. So, now we are going to come up with some guilds. Guilds? Yes. So, I will get first Diego to I'll get you to roll percentage for what kind of guild. Yes. Percent. Oh, oh god. 26. 26. Cartographers and surveyors. And Emma, I will get you to roll me a 12-sider twice. Okay. Oh, I put all my D12s over here. A five. And an eight. So this is the Loyal Guild of Cartographers and Surveyors. So like what is their mission? Are they are they looking to expand? Or are they looking to like why why? Strategic advantages? They have such a stronghold with the double wall. Mm-hmm. Why is yeah. cartography and surveying? Well, I would think it could also be like the idea of the, you know, the engineering corps in the military whose job is to like build bridges and discern paths and roads and those kinds of right. things. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's connected mm-hmm. underground to the cisterns. Like maybe there's more. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking under Mavros, there was all that infrastructure that we discovered there could be more of that going on here right well maybe as the city is expanding they are trying to sort out a third wall a bigger wall maybe they are trying to get bigger 
Um, like have a greater outer wall than city and then two inner walls. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. As the city gets bigger, they just keep adding walls. And the idea would be, you know, once the population gets of a certain size, well, these military people would think, of course, we need one other wall because we need to defend all the new people that have expanded beyond the, the current walls. Like Minas Tirith. Yes. Ex- yeah, exactly. The idea of it, of the city growing. And maybe maybe it's half completed right now and has stopped because the family that was in charge are <gasps> under a curse of a fey lady. They're not able to find some sort of resource. They need more wheat to make paper mache <laughs> for their walls. They curse the whole city. Jeez. It's probably not paper mache, right. guys, but uh... <laughs> No, it's probably not paper mache. Could be. Although what's that what's that one you need you need salt for? Like the salt clay. Play-Doh? I don't know. Play-Doh, Play-Doh. Like, a, like a homemade Play-Doh. <laughs> you, need, you need salt for that? Well, you don't need salt for Play-Doh that you buy, but the stuff that you make that becomes the salt. I was going to say, I never put salt in my Play-Doh when I was a kid. Did you ever make homemade Play-Doh? No. Well, it's made out of salt. Oh, it's made out of salt. This is what we were all doing on Saturday mornings <laughs> while watching Schoolhouse Rock. So. Yeah. Wow. The culture, the Canadian culture is so interesting. Why am I waiting till I'm almost 30 to find out? I don't know. I don't know. Come over to my house, Diego. We'll watch cartoons and make Play-Doh. Love there you it. go. All right. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Now, let's flip it. I will get Emma, you to roll another percentile or to roll percentiles my pleasure oh boy it's 69 (laughs) oh Oh, yeah face of joy (laughs) (laughs) so this is interesting we're gonna go with perfumers oh okay maybe that's what the orange mushrooms do Okay, sorry. Mm. I'm so ready to extrapolate. <laughs> no, no, that's Great. that's perfect. That's exactly what we're doing. So, uh, Diego, I'll get you to roll two 12-siders to give me the name of the perfumers. Perfumers. Oh, God, I missed. It's on the floor. Sorry. Four. And a six. All right. So, this is the Honorable Federation of Perfumers. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. Federation. Why why do they need a federation? Well, why would they need a federation? I bet okay, well, federation usually refers to I can't help think of Star Star Trek of course, but the federation usually <laughs> yeah, can, is a bunch of diverse entities. So maybe there are different nationalities or maybe there are maybe the prefer, perfumers are I think it tying it back to the second mushroom would be interesting. Honorable federation what if the perfumers were all foreigners? Like the, his, you know, not necessarily now, but they were all originally, they had come from, you know, some of the other bigger cities and brought the, the brought practice their skills of perfumery. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they've, yeah. they were drawn here for that ingredient that they can access here and are trying to sort of establish themselves as like a hub or something. Right. That's right. And they call themselves the Honorable Federation because they are showing their loyalty to the free city. Yes, mm. but they don't call themselves the Loyal Guild because that name is already taken. That's right. <laughs> Maybe there's a battle happening because the Honorable Federation wants to be known as the Loyal Federation. <laughs> 
Actually, the Loyal Guild of Cartographers, if they were responsible for draw, drawing up like battle plans, battle maps, you know, yeah. areas, they would have, they would want to show they, cause they would be involved in the core planning of military campaigns. Definitely. So yeah. They would say they're the Loyal Guild to show that they are reliable. Yeah. And they've always hated those perfumers. We've established (laughs) so much about preparation for battle, but it's like, there's no war happening. (laughs) Yeah, nobody's fighting these (laughs) people. Yeah, why are you guys so freaking out? Everybody's fine. (laughs) Maybe. Wait, wait, wait. But maybe they had to fortify themselves. Because, see, I I was thinking about this the last time we recorded, but on the previous episode. But what if they're protecting themselves against a titan? Or they were. Right. Yeah, what's the threat? Like that, they're what is the threat? Because this is still in the wasted west, right? It's just on the outer edge. And maybe, maybe they heard that these titans are allergic to perfumes. Oh, yeah, there's some sort of myth out there about (laughs) using (laughs) scent based things against the titans. Yeah, if you if you if you make these titans sneeze, they absolutely (laughs) collapse totally, and it could be complete. Bullshit, but there's there's some sort of lie or or something that they're they believe in. That's interesting. I love that I was making that as a joke, and you guys, I feel like I sense that you're taking this very no seriously. <laughs> but also, okay, because what I understand of the Margrave and the Alciates mm-hmm. is also sort of using scent and sound, so tying it in mm. a little bit to the campaign and why and how trade might happen. The diplomats that the Alciads are in the Margrave, etc. There's like a room for, they might want some of the ingredients that we have. Yeah. Those kinds of things, right? Like, anyway. It's all interesting, for sure. We don't have to decide now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's move on to the next thing, which is the, oh, uh, a criminal guild excellent yeah so uh diego i'll get you to roll me a d20 to talk about what kind of crime this these people do actually Uh, let's both get you let's get you guys to each roll a crime sure roll a crime roll for crime 20 cider please 19 8 okay so they are counterfeiters Mm mm-hmm Man, this thing slavers. really makes you think. Whoa! Oh, I slavers. don't like that one. That's that's bad. That's a great evil. I mean, mm. they feels this whole time. I've been thinking a little bit about tyranny with these people. Yeah, and the now fact I'm like, that they're oh, military these suck. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> this just solidified it for me. Yeah, and now I'm like, oh, if we ever went here, it, we're like talking I'm full killing on every single one. Coup. Of them. <laughs> So, now the name of the uh, criminal guild, Counterfeiters and Slavers. I will get Diego to do column A, and and Emma, you'll do column B. Okay. With- D20? Please. 17. 15. All right. They call themselves the Shadow Poachers. The Shadow Poachers. So, the counterfeiters are um, selling counterfeit... Goods from the mushrooms. Mm. You know, like false. Like mushroom. Or fake orders. Fake orders? 
Yes, because you you would need an order. Maybe maybe it is a fairly strict city, so you need orders to be th- somewhere and do something. Or if you want to be a traveler, you need permission. You need an order from your superior. Oh, and I their see, job I see. is to create yeah. orders. I, I'm guessing, right? I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the the slavery aspect maybe comes into well, maybe if we if we combine those two things, maybe it's something like if you wanted come into the safety of the city. Yeah, the idea would be, yes, we will forge, you were supposed to be born here, or maybe there's some qualification. Maybe it's not even to enter the city. Maybe it's to get enrolled in the army. Maybe it's to get enrolled in the college. You need orders from someone else. And these people will get you those orders. So you're, you know, you can, in return, you agree once you graduate to work for us for the next two years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that like yeah. the way to excel here is to go through the college, but they still have to be like shopkeepers and you know janitors. Like right, people still yeah. have to exist. Right, but if we're saying the educated are the nobility, yeah, if you want to if you want to advance, yeah. And again, we're just extrapolating here. It doesn't yeah. none of this ha- has to be. Uh, it's like what's her name, uh, Huffman Felicity Huffman. Buying her kids into school. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be part of the something poachers? The shadow poachers. <laughs> I don't know if poachers is the exact word we want. Well, we it doesn't try sound different- right. Yeah. Let's try a different Should we one. roll again? Yeah, roll whoever did B. I think that was you, Emma. Just roll again. Let's see. I'll just try again. It's my fault. Nine? <laughs> I don't know if that one's any better. It's the shadow feet. The shadow feet? Yeah. I don't, like F E E T. F E E T. I don't mind that. That what? works. That's like weird enough that <laughs> it's really weird and like awesomely covert because they're yeah. not. They <laughs> that has nothing through. to do with what they're doing. Yeah, maybe it's all about like the quiet foot, the yeah. quiet, you know, that cut purse idea. We'll leave it with the shadow feet. That's it's better than poachers for sure. <laughs> uh, we'll leave it with as the shadow feet, and I like shadow feet. That shadow sounds great. Feet. I yeah. like it. Now, and again, what the book does is it says, okay, here's the benefits of being a member. You know, here's the benefits of working for one of the regular guilds. Here's the benefits of joining an illicit guild. And then it has some examples of missions and how you advance, what you're required to pay, the what the benefits are, what the, you know, the downside are. Except if you're if you're a member of the counterfeiters, you could just counterfeit all those papers to get to rise through the ranks within your – Criminal guild. <laughs> right. We have to assume that they will have some controls for that. <laughs> did, wait, wait a minute. Did, wait did a second. I, <laughs> did yeah. I, I didn't sign this. has my <laughs> signature on it. All right. Let's look at city points of interest now. So these and are over other- here. We have a fountain. And here yes. we have the rainbow dancers. <laughs> the, the gilded dancers. <laughs> That's Maybe what it should, was, the gilded dancers. We should think about naming the bard college or the military yes. school something that has to do with feet. And then that will make shadow feet make sense. Like something oh. like the step or the... the. Oh, I had it and it just left my brain. I'm seeing it walk away into the distance. On feet? Yep. the the march the you know like just something that has to the boot what do they call it when they have uh, all sorts of medals and things they talk about that as being 
like ornament or decorated. Yeah. Who in the military? Yeah. The the decorated boot, the decorated beat. If we're doing bard college with drums, that's not bad. Decorated decorum. I think decorated works. Something around the foot thing is so that you know it makes the the covert people seem like they were clever. Mm -hmm. They chose the shadow feet anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, is there a specific name for like, you know, uh, cavalry and stuff tend to have those higher leather boots? What what they're called? <sighs> yeah, you know what? Let's let's file that for now, just so we don't get too far off off topic here. Yep. Too late. <laughs> He's googling. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, I'll get you guys to roll me. Let's see what do we got here. Another twenty cider, please. Both of us, please. Sixteen. Four. All right, I'll do four because it's staring me in the face. There is an old fountain. I said fountain. You did. I manifested this. (laughs) Sculpted to depict a sea god who has long been out of favor in this area. Water continues to pour from the old fountain, though it sometimes flows with blood. What the? F- oh, that's a Jesus. that's a quick turn there at the end. That's dark. <laughs> yeah. So I'm totally getting like this used to be, this place maybe used to be on the seashore, and then when the waters retreated over whatever Ooh. something something, that's why it's so salty here. It's like um yeah right. So there's like a legacy right. here. Yeah, yeah. Crabs. Maybe maybe it used to be a thing for the black goat who is now the black goat. And now, because these people have like ref- refused to to follow her to her dark path, Bacana. now the fountain sometimes yeah. flows with blood, and it runs with with salt water most of the time, like with the oh yeah, interesting, That's good, cool fountain, and it's called cool the cool fountain is what it's called. It's, it's called the cool fountain because all the cool kids hang around it. That's right. And they throw their coins in there. <laughs> but only copper. A Maybe lover. Electrum. <laughs> for the black goat, they ask the black goat for a lover? Not yep. Yeah, sure. they do. Yeah, of course they do, Diego. <laughs> they do. Duh, <laughs> cuz the black goat was in cahoots with with uh Mavros. Well, the black goat was Bacana, who was, a, you know... She, the she, lover of Mavros. Yeah. So we know all sorts of things about that pantheon. Everybody knows their everybody history. Everybody knows that. Everybody has those days. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think if we... What if we skipped the sea aspect and just made it a sculpture to Bacana? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're keeping In the her- lover's part, though, though, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. All right. Number 16 is the ruins of the first. It says ruins of the first mansion, but we're going to call it ruins of the first outpost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a this is like a heritage park <laughs> aspect. And they all dress up in like 300-year-old <laughs> military outfits. Yeah, which look exactly the same as the current ones, but, you know, there's, there's subtle differences. <laughs> but they're old. Yeah. And they don't have boots. They just have flip-flops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's in the summer. Yeah, in the summer. Oh, and there is a uh, the the left or the east wing of the outpost is in rubble, left in rubble on purpose. This ancient outpost. 
in memoriam to the time, the one time they were defeated and they will never be <gasps> defeated again. Ooh. Or some core betrayal. Maybe mm. a betrayal that, that led to them declaring themselves free of whatever nation they were a part of initially. So they were the betrayers? No, but they weren't supported by the capital city when they in their in their worst trouble. Because this is a, a relatively new settlement, right? Like maybe they are trying to replicate an old, hmm, like an attempted coup or something that went well but didn't last, and so now they're like trying mm -hmm. again. Mm. You know, because it's young, right? Quote unquote. Yeah, young. yeah, yeah. So they're yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Cool. Yeah, I'm cool. into it. All right. And Salzbeck seems. Like it has a lot going for it, but it also kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool, pretty sucky. Like, I don't think I want to live there, but I do <laughs> want to splash in the fountain. Just just throw a couple of Electrum in there. Yeah. Okay, so the, the next thing we're going to talk about is a secret cult. A cult that operates secretly, separate <gasps> from the criminal cult. Man. <laughs> criminal <laughs> cult? So much. Not, okay. not criminal cult. Criminal guild. Guild. Yeah. All right. Uh, a D twenty. We'll just do one. I'll get yeah. Him. I don't want to. Do I don't want to do that. You don't want to roll for cult. Okay. I don't want to touch the cult. I want to touch the cult. I don't want any fake curses falling upon my my family. What kind of cult okay. does sixteen get me? Oh, rats. So, oh, for God's ah, sake. Kevin loves a rat cult. Oh, my God. This is so stacked by Kevin Cole. Classic. I bet you I bet you that's not even what the number was. I bet yeah, you like, Kevin just looked at it and was like, oh, I guess it's rats. Got to be rats. <laughs> All right. The, the, it is actually 16. I, if I was going to pick one, I was going to pick Forgotten God, which is number 12. But- the Ooh. rats does tie in perfectly to our campaign, it sure especially does. with with the uh, rat demon that you that yeah. Maeve was tallying with. Wow! That's what his name is. Wow! That's his name. So the cult's name. This is three twenty cider. So I'll get Diego. You run the first one, please. Holy! It's not really like rolling for cult. It's just rolling for name. <laughs> yes. Rolling for name, yeah, it doesn't feel quite as as uh, effective. Uh, six, six is the crimson. Ooh. Can I abstain uh, from my roll and just put <laughs> gnaw as my submission? The crimson gnaw. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yes. As in, like gnaw, dude. As in, like that rodent loves to gnaw on that stick. <laughs> I see. I see. Crimson. <laughs> Crimson, no. Do I roll again? Yeah, roll again. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> okay. What did we end it's up with? It's a crimson, no, no. Not and all. The eighth word is guileless, which seems, uh, it doesn't sound fun. Roll again. Okay, rolling again. Nine. <laughs> Still uh, guileless. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's Haven. Haven. The Haven of the Crimson the, Gnaw. Ooh, that actually kind of sounds dope. The Gnawing Haven. The Gnawing Crimson Haven. The 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 Haven the of Gnawing Crimson. The no, Haven of the Crimson Gnaw is like we can definitely work with. All right. 
I'm being a rodent. <laughs> you can't right, see, so but we're losing, <laughs> we're losing focus now. What? Now? Now. <laughs> so they also have a whole section on henchmen and talking about henchmen, the chances of you finding a particular one, what their loyalty is, uh, the types of things they do. It sounds like there would be a lot of people around Salzbeck who could be bought. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a very corrupt society. Like if you're not in, if you're not one of the elites or in the college or doing your military service, there's probably a lot of opportunity for moving. Well, in my D&D experience, nobles are very corrupt also. Yeah. Like the elites who are patronizing the Bard College, all of that, right? Like- Mm-hmm. If you're not a guild member who's there with like a protected sort of infrastructure, there's yeah. probably a lot of opportunity to be bought. Definitely. A lot of criminal potential for a lot of people too. Or mercenary potential or whatever. Mercenary right? like, potential, yeah. Well, what we seem to be leaning on, and this is a very narrow reference, but it's almost like the the uh, sage book focus we did for that other campaign in terms of there's people who are involved with the college and there's everybody else. The what? What are you the talking s- about, sir? The sage. I'm about the D20. Oh, yeah. You can't reference that on this medium. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> I'm not, I'm, not I'm sure. <laughs> Diego wasn't part of that. Oh, I see. This is like a real life <laughs> game that you guys had without us. <laughs> yes. Yes. We don't uh, talk about it, Diego. It, it's okay. Well, you do clearly. <laughs> <laughs> what we're starting to get really into is a lot of the really finely detailed things. So, you know, it's it's personalities of NPCs. I don't want to know that. That's your yeah. business. Sir. Yeah, the people don't need to hear that. They can come up with that stuff on their own. Right. But the beauty of this is that it creates it creates a a system. I mean, there's lots of there's lots of material out there for creating that kind of thing and doing that kind of thing. What's great about this is that it is all in one book. And the emphasis on creating NPCs would be more important if you're having like a city-based campaign because you end up meeting so many more people. Oh, right? yeah. You're not just wandering ruins and you end up talking to people all the time. And that's, of course, one of the key challenges that a lot of people don't think about when you're doing, you know, whether it's with any of the sort of the Zobek ones or – you know, the water deep ones, it's all these, there's tons and tons of people. So having some generators means you can create really unique NPCs because you can, I mean, you can definitely can make them up on your own, but they're never going to be as sort of fully interesting as if you sort of create a series of them. And it, it comes back to the whole thing about inspiration too. Like if you, sometimes you can just get stuck on like a few things that you can think of or like a few reference that you know about in movies and stuff. Yeah. But just like having some other source where you can just roll a die and be like, okay, this is this random thing that I would have never thought of, but it inspires this other thing. And you may not use it, but it inspires this thing that you that you do want to use. Yeah. Yeah. And even just having that springboard, right? Totally. Like the having that yes. single NPC trait can inform the the whole thing around the NPC, especially if you know that the NPC works for the <laughs> Whatever we called the our guild. haven of the crimson gnaw. Yeah, yeah, and and that starts to layer in, and and the beauty about that kind of thing, and I want to emphasize this. I mean, obviously, most of the DMs who are listening get this. Is 
that can be what you add into any sort of established adventure that creates extra color and then can be reincorporated later. Yeah, an NPC really only needs to be like a motivation and a unique mm-hmm. trait and then let the rest of the like the encounter with your PCs inform. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be a full backstory right. for every NPC like you yeah. Uh no, there's a fellow out there named John Ford, and he rock, he writes about his three line NPCs. And if I'm mixing that up, I apologize. But effectively, yeah, there's three traits you need for every NPC. Everything else is fungible. Yeah, mm-hmm. and should be like if you get too bogged down in creating all yeah. of it, then you won't Holy. be able to flex when your PCs inevitably fuck it up. Yeah, or just like you end up writing hours for this one NPC, and then they just stab it the first time they meet him because yeah. they he. <laughs> just looked at them weird. Kill them right. dead because they don't know what else to do and they panic. <laughs> but this is this is a really great tool, especially I think for for new DMs too, who like can get overwhelmed by, you know, the idea of writing a bunch yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Or for DM burnout. Like when you're just like you're if you just need a, a, a jumping off point. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Cause I feel Definitely. really inspired about Salzbeck and I didn't know anything about <laughs> Salzbeck. <laughs> Two seconds ago, you know, so right. And the interesting thing is, that we yeah, it 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 builds in. I mean, this the uh, all a lot of this stuff can be discovered by the the players as they go through the city. Yes. They don't have to know any of this beforehand. All they need are mm. are tidbits. And by having this much sort of detail, and again, you don't as Diego referenced, you don't, or I guess you both referenced, you don't want to necessarily plow this into every possible city out there, but you can have them discover bits and pieces. And if they end up leaving the city that they're in and going to another city, you just start there and you just start to, you continue to use this same work and just layer it slightly differently. Or you just re-roll a couple of the the different features to make it, you know, so it becomes Change this sort up. of building, rolling um, yeah. collection of of interesting features. Now, again, there's lots of other resources like this out there. There's a lot of places that will flesh out full cities to use as examples. And there's a few there's a few um, books and PDFs and and websites that I know of that are allowed that you know do a lot of this this kind of stuff. So I um, just off the top of my head, if you already have the Spectacular Settlements book. It's a third party published on, off the DMs Guild. This will be very similar to that one. What I like, the difference I see is that there's more tables, more detail in Spectacular Settlements. This one I like because it has more explanation and more thought and more, or, or sort of generates more thought, but it, it guides you on what you should be thinking about. Uh, so there is there is a slightly different focus between the two of them. So they, they could both certainly work together. The other two uh, references that I that I use that would be not necessarily similar but could add additional elements are uh, the Strongholds and Followers book. It's it's more about specific uh, things for the for the players to do and specific buildings and things. But usually they take place within uh, you know obviously some sort some sort of settlement. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that I find really useful and this is uh, it's a little more focused but it's called the Durnan's guide to tavern keeping 
Hmm. So the beauty about this is that it's it's based on one of the Waterdeep adventures. And what it does is it creates ongoing events that happen to the tavern you're keeping. And it's very easily extracted to these are things that are happening in the city right now. And having, having uh, you know, there are event generators and things online. So one of the great things about City Adventures is that there's always something going on, big or small. And I love that idea of taking this stuff as the springboard, then layering in events on top of that so that, you know, if the characters go down into the sewers for three weeks, maybe these three things happen. So when they come back up, something has minor or, or majorly changed you know, in the, and, and that, that, that passage of time gives characters a sense of realism, but it also gives it its great urgency. sort of sense of, yeah. Yeah. Urgency around all that kind of stuff. So I, I love that aspect of, of realism that things like this can form. And again, knowing the, the fact that there is this old fountain that, you know, maybe isn't really well known, but <laughs> the locals know that it's, to the goddess Bacana, and maybe her cult still gathers there to worship her. The fact that the, you know, there's this second set of mushrooms that they don't know anything about. I mean, they wouldn't come in, well, who knows what players will do, but they likely won't come in and go, we want to know about all the mushrooms available in this town. (laughs) But, you know, like, when you roll your history check, there might be rumors about this town Mm -hmm. that... Right, right. Or you may just notice the... The green light district and yeah, hear that, that sort of low thrum happening. Yeah, and it tickles your loins and you go, what the, what, what's happening? <laughs> it tickles your loins. <laughs> I think a loin tickler is a perfect <laughs> name for something. Maybe oh, some sort of like. Say like a job or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can- what are you? I'm a mushroom fluffer. Oh God. <laughs> mushroom oh, Kevin, get out of here. Man. Mushroom Kevin makes a comeback. (laughs) All right, everybody. We will wrap it up there at a high point, at a classy high point. Uh, I would like to thank Kobold Press for uh, all their support. Uh, This has been a review, walkthrough, extrapolation, play test. Of the campaign builders, cities and towns. You can find it on uh, the Kobold Press website, and I imagine on DMs Guild. Uh, we will have links. We will have a blog uh, with sort of corresponding things that I've talked about, things that other people, have, these two have talked about uh, on these that two. on the blog. These, these two. two, Emma and Diego have talked about. <laughs> <laughs> we will now return to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> this has been Table Talk. Pew, pew, pew. Do, do, do. Do, do. That's our Emma, if people want to ask you about your extrapolations, yes. how can they contact you? <laughs> how can they find you out there? Well, I extrapolate very rarely on social media, <laughs> but I do sometimes. What? I'm on when Instagram. <laughs> there we <laughs> At go. Cinderella B. That's what you're asking. <laughs> Yes. My DMs yes. are closed. No extrapolations. <laughs> <laughs> Only private. <laughs> Diego, where can they find you? They can find me so many places, but on social media, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, I always forget, TikTok, 
and Twitch at Diego Straddle. Uh, if you don't know how to spell that, it's in the description. Just look it; it's right there. Uh, you can just eyes. scroll right down there. and yeah, look at it. To find us, the the Die as Cast, look for the Die as Cast on Facebook, on Twitter, and on the web dyascast.com. Please send us an email. Send us a like for the podcast. Thank you to Morgan Ermter for the graphic design for the Dias cast. Thank you to Maps and Melodies for the music and soundtrack. I don't know exactly what Griffin says here. And I think we already said it. But thank you to KP, Cobalt Press, for their source material. That's it. Excellent. I think. I hope. You nailed it, Diego. That sounds really great. Griffin's going to yell at me later. He's probably not going to yell. He'd probably just send you a really quiet note. <laughs> <laughs> passive aggressive <laughs> he will send the shadow feet someone from the shadow feet will be at your door oh god okay bye goodbye goodbye we'll see you next